What does compassion mean to you? In the last week, two things have come to mind that have caused me to consider today's gospel reading differently. Before the school year ended, we would customarily have a family movie night each and every week. Since the close of the school year, it has become a more regular practice in our home. We each take turns selecting the movie for family viewing. Well, I've been wanting to see a specific movie for quite some time. Not much resonated, however, in terms of my identifying the person whose life the story was based upon. However, I figured that with the lead actor or actress and the fact that it was based on a true story, it had to be good. Mm, never mind that it was at least 10 years old. It never occurred to me that our daughter, a very energetic eight-year-old drama major, would become so emotional. As she sat next to me last week, Gabrielle became very tearful and even requested that we allow her to discontinue watching this movie with us. She didn't think she could take anymore. The story of a young African-American male whose own biological and nuclear family situation was less than ideal. In fact, the young man was homeless with no living relative able to care for him. He had a learning disability, but clearly exhibited a great capacity for emotional intelligence. Finally, he had an unbelievable athletic ability. This was the dominant storyline, second only to the assistance of the family who took him in and gave him a chance to flourish. While his biological family, his family of origin, were marginally present throughout the movie, it was the compassion of those who took him in that moved our daughter. She identified with the need for care and kindness in the movie. She saw the pain and hardship of the young man's life and it disturbed her to her core. She said she didn't understand how and why his family was unable to support him, assist him, essentially love him enough to give him what he needed. Gabrielle pleaded with us to stop the movie. She implored us to watch something else or at least, at the very least, allow her to watch something else. Well, we said no. One of the most impressive attributes of her character is her ability to feel very deeply the pain others exhibit around her. This is where we meet the text for today. For many of us, this story of the feeding of 5,000 men, aside from women and children, is very familiar. Yes, it tells us about the miracle working power of Jesus. Yes, it tells us of the presence of little or the lack of food in the gathered community of the seaside congregation. Yes, it even tells us that the people had been there for hours hanging on to every word of Jesus. No matter in the text, this speaks to our spirits today. 
However, it has less to do with the actual feeding of the two fish and five loaves of bread for our consideration, but more to do with compassion. Yes, it was the compassion of Jesus the Christ that led him to greet the people and feed the people, but he also cured the sick among them. In verse 14, the text reads, when he went ashore, he saw a great crowd and he had compassion for them and cured their sick. Before the feeding takes place, this Jesus in Matthew's gospel takes a moment to gaze upon the crowd. Albeit his deserted place has now been invaded, he did not turn the people away. He did not hold a caucus to discuss what the appropriate steps would be. He did not send them away hungry to fend for themselves. It was the compassion he had for them that led to his desire to cure all who were sick among them. It was the very attribute, this very attribute of Jesus, which led Congressman John Lewis to have compassion on the band of police officers in Selma, Alabama, who sought to kill him on that bloody Sunday only 55 years ago when one decided to apologize so many years later. During the demonstration and planned march in 1965, Congressman John Lewis led a group of around 525 persons across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in an effort to gain civil rights and more precisely, the right to vote. It was the curiosity of my children, both eight, 10, uh, no, nine this Tuesday and six years of age that clearly caused me to purpose a trip to Washington DC this week for a family field trip. Following our time at the nation's capital, as we walked away and tried to process all that this figure now dead from pancreatic cancer meant to us and to our history. We were invited to participate in two interviews. When asked, my children each said, we came to pay our respects to Mr. John Lewis. My husband and I were so proud, not because they fully understood the gravity of the moment, but because they understood at a very deep level the compassion that led Congressman John Lewis to that fateful day, now known to us as Bloody Sunday. My son Noah still cannot fully comprehend why Congressman John Lewis had to be beaten because of the color of his skin. Simply because he wanted a chance to vote, he asked. As it turns out, this past week in their virtual camp was Black History Week. So this was a family field trip that helped to cement all they had learned from us, their parents, in church, in the media, and in this church-based virtual camp. In learning about Lewis's life, the words humility and compassion echoed throughout the week. They felt a little closer to understanding his uses of the words, the way of peace, and the way of love. As we watched portions of the funeral service on Thursday, 
around their afternoon camp time, they heard such descriptives as walking, living sermon and this nonviolent warrior to describe Congressman Lewis. The single most surprising point about Lewis's life that struck my children and perhaps yours too, was the fact that he was very young when he began his work as a freedom fighter. When they learned he was just a teenager when he became involved, they seemed to feel that God can use them too. The story of the feeding, the multitudes, and each of the four gospels, which helps us to understand its significance. This Jesus Matthew writes about is telling us today's followers, that you are not too young to have compassion for others. No matter who you are, when you have an opportunity to show kindness and concern for the needs of others, then do so. Whether it's elected officials or pastors or preachers or teachers, we're all expected to show compassion. Compassion is a way of life, not for a moment, and not for just a season, but we show this great virtue by remembering that it is rooted in love. And so we continue to seek to love God above all things and our neighbors as ourselves. Not only does this gospel lesson meet us here on this communion Sunday, but I think it helps us to understand the power of God to give us what we need as promised. Today's gospel shows us the will of God to the good, to do good for the children of God. A key reality in this story is the, is the love of God and God's compassion through Jesus to meet us at our point of need and provide for us and our most basic needs. There are so many in need today. God's love manifested in the love of Jesus is no abstract ideology. This story helps us to understand that care and concern are real, that care and concern are translated into compassion in a very tangible way. Jesus left to be alone and perhaps have time to grieve the death of his friend, John the Baptist. Instead of having come to a moment to have time for his own thoughts, the crowds followed him to the hillside of Galilee to be near him. As a leader, the anointed one and God's only son, he regards their needs above his own. He sees those in need of healing and cures them. He sees those who are hungry and feeds them. He sees those in need of hope and he provides miracles for them to see the power of God. Congressman Lewis was a man of compassion. He always made time for the individual to sign an autograph or to take a picture. He was willing to give the ultimate sacrifice for his friends. Yes, that's modeled after the life of Jesus. It is this example that we seek to follow. As Jesus shows compassion, so too are we to do likewise. 
May we not grow weary in doing good. All around us, due to COVID-19, for some, even before the pandemic, there was hunger, homelessness, and a thirst for righteousness. First, may we always acknowledge the basic humanity of those around us. May we be ready to assist someone in need of healing whose health may be in question. And we are able to provide a word of healing in those moments of need. Are we able to share anything that we have so that others might eat? Are there other ways in front of our very eyes, just as with the disciples who did not understand the needs before them that we have missed? These are the issues I want my daughter and my son to grow up with. I want them to continue to have a curious spirit. I want them to know that kindness is of God. I want them to show compassion for others. And if it is within their power, have enough courage to do something. I especially don't want my daughter's big heart to ever lose this most basic gospel lesson on the compassion of Jesus. I wholeheartedly believe it is the more excellent way. There's nothing more noble. And I want the same for you. The people of God who have decided to follow Jesus on this way, the way of compassion. For there's nothing more noble. <laughs>